This podcast contains explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Creepy Cannabis Podcast, where we chat all things creepy, cannabis, true crime, paranormal, and weird. I'm Madeline. I'm Rachel. And we're not actually slackers. I need to explain this series of unfortunate events. It was a busy weekend. Oh, no. I'm talking about the AC. That's why we didn't film. So. True. You know, I'm living my life last year. Last week. At my birthday month which is july and our air breaks last year and we have somebody come out to the tune of twelve thousand twelve hundred dollars oh my god 12, i literally <laughs> thought you were about to say twelve thousand i don't have twelve thousand dollars <coughs> and they were coming out because i said it wasn't blowing like super cold air and they said oh no like your house is just big and doesn't have insulation and you have a really good unit and that was that and they did nothing uh, for twelve hundred dollars correct oh, and since no. that they cleaned some parts and lubricated some shit Okay. Yeah. And since that time, um, it continued to blow out like pretty decent air, but it's always kind of hot in here. So here to four the other day, <laughs> my birthday again. So it went out of my, my birthday party last year. Mm-hmm. And then this time. It was un- like a couple days before. Benounced to me, Madeline was organizing a small, still COVID friendly surprise birthday for me, which was delightful. And I was so excited. I am very grateful that all of my friends pretended they weren't having mm-hmm. active heat stroke. Yeah, I figured it was just best to surprise them. With the heat? <laughs> oh, no. So, I... Well, I figured the part would be in, so I was like, you know, it'll be fine. Yeah, so let me tell you what happened. <laughs> what happened was, Sean calls me, and he's like, bad news, it's literally 90 degrees in our house. I know, that was Thursday night. The fan isn't spinning on the outside unit, and I was like... <laughs> Okay. Um, this is 2021 and I'm an independent lady. Okay. So okay. I went onto YouTube while driving and I sat it like next to me. So I <laughs> for safety. My and I found the first white guy in a polo that seemed like he knew about air conditioning. Yep. He had his polo tucked into his cargo shorts. And I he knew. knew I was in good hands. He knew. And he said, no, if you get those air compressor or this uh, AC compressor part and this is how you get it, it's $12 on Amazon. So for $15 hairs with shipping, that mm-hmm. I came home like a badass bitch out in the rain, made Sean open mm-hmm. that cover, showed him how to disassemble it, showed him how to unplug everything. The baddest bitch. Ordered that part, and guess who the fuck has AC for $15? Us. But we didn't film last week because literally the whole house, like, yeah, it was we couldn't shut a door. We would definitely expire. Twas hot. So... That's all I have to say about that. Mm-hmm. I am sorry that I'm a failure. <coughs> but here Thanks we are. God. Here we are. I am sick. <clears throat> not with Rona. No, not with Rona. I'm vaccinated. But it's definitely a cold. And I definitely was talking about how healthy I've been for two years. And here we are. The universe was like, <laughs> um, No, you're not. So... And it's definitely day one. Like, I was fine last night, and now I'm not fine. 
<clears throat> no, it, it's not going to pass on to me. One of my coworkers' babies has a cold, and like, her husband has a cold. I woke up this morning, I was like, mm, my throat's a little tickly. And then by the end of the day, this is where I'm at. Well, <clears throat> she did her best, folks. So here we are. <clears throat> but the strain for this episode is a long one. It's called Forum Cookies times Alien Dog Cherry. Forum? Like? Yeah. Okay. Like a forum. Forum Cookies times Alien Dog Cherry, which is a sativa-leaning hybrid with like a spicy, citrusy aroma. Let's see how accurate that is. You won't be able to smell with that cold. Let me sniff it. I actually can. I haven't lost my my nose yet. It's the Ooh. throat. Oh, hold. Mm-hmm. Oh, it definitely has a good... Mm-hmm. Oh, it has like a good... Uh, definitely like a lemony, zesty... Like a little citrusy, but yeah. spicy. I'm a little here for that. <clears throat> sniff, sniff. <sighs> I can still smell it, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, um, the lineage basically is a bunch of crosses. So the first one is Girl Durban Poison times Kush, which I assume is OG Kush, because Kush isn't a strain in its own. It's usually OG Kush, LA Kush, some form of a Kush. Um, another cross is Chemdog times Alien Technology, which I gotta find that strain. Accurate. And Granddaddy Purple times Durban Poison. So there's really a not a lot of information on this strain because it's actually a very specific cross to our state <clears throat> and this grower in this state. So there's actually probably doesn't exist anywhere else. The state of Maryland. Yeah. So this this cross probably is. <clears throat> unique to the area and instead so there's not a lot of information on it but instead i just did i took one three of the most popular strains from those crosses one of which is durban poison um and it is known to be a very effective treatment for depression and anxiety as well as chronic pain and it can be really good for nausea um granddaddy purple is Really good for chronic pain, muscle spasms, insomnia, and appetite loss. Granddaddy Purple is definitely an indica dominant, um, but this cross is a sativa-leaning hybrid. Um, and then Chemdog is best known for its anxiety and pain relief. Uh, it's good for depression, ADHD, migraines, arthritis, and PMS. Guys. So I'm there's got to be a little bit of all of that sprinkled in. I'm PMSing like a big fucking dog this month. <sighs> Because I switched to a new birth control now that I'm not doing fertility treatments. I didn't need one that was so <clears> strong. <throat> so last month, I got my period a week early, and I had it for two weeks. But it was due today and hath not come yet. Oh, no. And the whole day, my body was like, get out of here. The but PMS is real. Like, so fucking hard to be a person. <laughs> okay. Well, I got a lot <coughs> oh, to say because as Maddie and I have discovered... <laughs> I'm definitely the deep diver. I That's like, correct. <laughs> I like juicy deets. I like all these. I like to research. I, I like, like to, to be high. <laughs> Maddie's like, I like to glaze over it with my eyes while high. Tell it while The problem high. is I do all of my notes high so that I got what I put. So then when I'm reading it, <laughs> if it's really information heavy and I'm reading it again, it's like I'm reading it for the first time. But I think that's why we have a good balance because i love doing information things and i don't smoke so like Mm -hmm. i probably gotta touch a second hand like my next episode is literally about (laughs) dreams 
Oh my god, I have so many crazy dreams I can contribute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lucid dreaming. But. Well, I'm on a medication to stop <clears throat> that now. So today, we so a couple years ago, I am not a documentary person. But I had hit the bottom of the Netflix barrel, okay? As so. you do, very fast. I haven't watched Netflix probably in a year. Really? Yeah, I feel like nothing good is on it at all. I Wait, that's a, a lie. America's Got Talent is on there, and I do cry it? every single episode. Oh, I use yep. it to rewatch Criminal Minds and Grey's Anatomy, and that's it. It's always the newest <coughs> season of America's Got Talent. They get rid of the previous season when the new one comes mm. out. I mean, I hit up Netflix, but I'm definitely really into HBO Max, and I'm re-watching mm-hmm. all of uh, Cold Case. Not, like, real Cold Case, the Jerry Bruckheimer, like, CSI version mm-hmm. of Cold Case. But anyway, a few years ago, Sean and I came across the documentary Blackfish, and I was like, I don't like documentaries, because I'm <laughs> a white girl, and I only like Starbucks. <coughs> and horror movies. But mm-hmm. he made me watch it, much to my chagrin. By the way, there's a streaming service that's just for horror movies. Is it Shutter? Yeah, because I, I listen to it Please on Morbid. sponsor me. <laughs> I'm going to email them. I'm going to write a letter. So corporate. <laughs> they sponsor Morbid, so. Um, I mean, Morbid's, like, I mean, a little bit more popular than I us. mean, much more, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching Blackfish, which is all about SeaWorld, and I, my brain blew open. I was like, oh, my God, because as a child, mm-hmm. you know, Free Willy. All I wanted to do was go to SeaWorld. Like, I didn't understand that to love animals was to not want them to be in certain circumstances. Mm -hmm. I just thought to love them was to look at them and to get to experience them. Mm -hmm. So anyway, this is, was inspired by that documentary years ago, but it's specific mainly to Tillicum. And the deaths he was associated with, which was, like, the one of the main breeding orcas for SeaWorld. Mm-hmm. So we're going to kind of go through the back door. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I love Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, I was listening to Morbid today, and they're doing, like, a two-part series on this guy. You guys should really listen uh, to this episode. It's fucking bananas. I listen to both parts. Something, don't tell me, because yeah. I just started part two. Something, Daryl... Right mm-hmm. or rich maybe mm-hmm. that's rich bananas you should go listen to that like i mean listen to us first and then go listen to that episode it's really good but there's anyway, just some people out there where i'm like it was really heavy and like i haven't even gotten to part two and i just kind of need to like wash my brain out mm-hmm. like this is still death of course but it's like a different avenue mm-hmm. so the first person <laughs> we're going to talk about is dawn branchow she is probably like the most famous death associated with Tillicum and so SeaWorld in particular. So, Dawn was born Dawn Lobaird in Cedar Lake, Indiana on April 16, 1969. And she was the youngest of six children. Oh, no. Go, <clears throat> mom. Get it, girl. Um, she was always vivacious, full of life from the very beginning, and always wanted to work with animals. Um, she was super easily in love with animals, amazed by them. Um, but, you know, she didn't really have any experience at the time with animal interaction and training. So that's, you know, she just loved animals. And then she took a trip to Orlando and was amazed by the killer whales and decided she wanted to be a Shamu trainer. Because, you know, Shamu is like the, yes. what they call them. 
Um, so she continued that passion. That was it for her. She saw those whales. She was like, one track mine. That's what I'm going to do. I mean, it is cool. It's amazing oh, to be able yeah. to be close to those creatures, but like. It's so cool. And here's the thing. And this it was is a different time. You know, a lot like, of people faulted SeaWorld was that it was just all kind of like very hush hush. And you only know what you know. In the veterinary field, things are changing all the time. We learn new fear-free techniques. We learn better approaches. And, you know, she had what she had at the time. It right. was a very good trainer. Um, so she graduated from the University of South Carolina with a degree in psychology and animal behavior. So she went to school for that. <laughs> she put in the work. And she volunteered at the animal shelter and kept a variety of pets and strays at home. She honestly reminds me of myself. Mm-hmm. That's me. I literally have five cats, two dogs, 11 snakes, and a gecko. Oh, 11 snakes now. I think. Mm-hmm. I can't count right now. <laughs> um, in addition to her schooling, where she studied like the actual behavior, she received practical training while working with dolphins for two years at Six Flags Great Adventure in New Jersey. So she got like hands-on experience, mm-hmm. plus she had the actual behavior science behind it. Um, eventually, in 1994, Dawn was brought on to work with otters and sea lions at SeaWorld Orlando. And while working at SeaWorld, she met and married her husband, Scott Branchow, um, who was a SeaWorld stunt water skier. And I thought that was really cute. Aww. Because Sean and I also met at work. That's Love. cute. Um, that same year, which was 1996, she started, Dawn started working with the orcas, which was that was her end all be all it's what she wanted to do her whole life um and like i like briefly touched on these trainers only knew what they were taught what was pushed to them and peddled to them about the safety and how to interact and it was pitched as very cool and fun to do this and that the animals were happy and they you know like when people tell you like herding dogs love to do like these activities and that's true but like you you know, they took some liberties with the mm-hmm. way they kind of presented this. Um, and everything she did stemmed from a love of animals. She didn't intend any harm. And she, like I said, was a great trainer. She did what she knew. Um, she was super committed to her work with the Shamu Show and would constantly make public appearances, talking about the dangers of working with the killer whales and the need to stay in excellent physical shape to keep up with them. Um, so she was very active very healthy always working out and she became a senior trainer during her 14 year tenure with SeaWorld and was extremely proud of the relationships with the animals in particular she had a very strong bond with Tilikum who is the whale that ultimately did kill her Um, he was 12,500 pounds and he was the main attraction and we'll talk about it later but he was also the main breeder for SeaWorld Uh, he went on to sire many Mm-mm. a whale <clears throat> sadly i like to spoil all of my episodes by like 80 people died here you know whales isn't it like 50 gallons of sperm or something it's something disgusting especially Blech. sperm whales. and also did you see the meme that's like all this time what we thought was the loftus monster is really like a whale dick Blech. and it's like a giant like <laughs> yes oh. got that whale peen oh they're so I'm big like, is that why the ocean's so salty yeah <laughs> I'll never go in again. I don't go anyway. <laughs> I hate go it. To Punta Cana and I'm not getting into shit. Yeah, I really hate the ocean. Oh, I have to burp. I have to like burp myself because I'm old now and I have acid reflux, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, so on February 24th, 2010, 
Tillicum killed Dawn in front of thousands of onlookers during a Dine with Shamu show. So during the event, diners would eat um, poolside and watch as Tillicum was exercised and fed. So it was kind of just like a behind the scenes. They could see him get exercise, see him get his food, and they would just eat their dinner. Um, towards the end of the show, Tillicum was in the water, and Dawn was lying on her I don't know if she was like on her stomach or on her back, but the way it was described, I believe she was on her stomach with I her think she was face on her stomach next to him. Yeah. So she was laying like if towards I remember the from water. the documentary, she was on her face. On I'm her pretty stomach. sure. And she was um, <coughs> rubbing his head. So she was laying, looking mm-hmm. sideways at him. Yes, and rubbing his mm-hmm. head. Um, when suddenly she was pulled into the water, it was obviously very chaotic. So there were some conflicting reports. Do you have her arm? So. They didn't know if she was pulled in by her mm-hmm. arm or by her hair. Mm. She was petting his head, so possibly her arm. But when I talk oh, a little bit more about the details of her autopsy, it will tell you why there was some suspicion it was her hair. Oh, no. Um, it took fellow trainers 45 minutes to distract him long enough to receive Dawn's body. So she had to stay in there with him, deceased, while they tried to safely get her. Oh, no. um, her autopsy showed that she was ultimately killed from a combination of drowning and blunt force trauma so her official injuries included uh jawbone rib and cervical vertebra fractures oh my god her left elbow and knee had been dislocated and her spinal cord was severed her scalp was also completely torn off from her head okay which is yeah why they thought i feel like it was the hair i mean he could have grabbed her by either and switched it up too at some point he was pulling her by he ripped her scalp yeah and i mean he could have had her by her hair and she's trying to get away oh my god but um now even though so the other incidents happened before this this was the straw that broke the camel's back um this incident led to no trainer being allowed to enter the pool with any orca wow Um, SeaWorld had done several temporary closures due to other types of trainer injuries in the past. Um, But this time, OSHA intervened and the ban became permanent, which obviously SeaWorld was pissed. But they were like, look, like this, it's not necessary. You can have them here and you just don't need to do this. Yeah. Um, They continued to fight to like lift certain variations of the ban until 2014 when they realized like that shit was futile. OSHA was like, I don't give a shit. Like I can't imagine the highs of being able to like ride a whale <clears throat> like feeling like you're one with an animal but the lows yeah. the opportunity well what people have gone through i just can't it, imagine the rare yeah. experience of like like none of us know how we're gonna die like the unique experience of like getting killed by a fucking orca like it's so bizarre in front of a crowd of people yeah like it's just that's the crazy. fucked up part dude because like, like what's anyone up. gonna do like nothing they're, no they're one can you save you apart. they're not coming in there no one no. could help her not I mean, not nothing no one i've seen other incidents where who's like, gonna stop a whale jumped up and like just like land on, on someone and, like, yeah they fucking die so you literally no, god can stop a whale and that is all <laughs> and he's like free will bitch free will they can jump if they want to like what are the cops gonna do shoot it <laughs> i mean at that point too like i just am trying to hope that she drowned pretty quickly and that's my hope or it snapped her neck real fast yeah, like, once that injury happened, I'm sure. God. Um, Dawn's death was the only... Uh, Dawn's death was the only SeaWorld trainer killed by an animal, but it was the third fatality associated with Tilikum and the fourth with a captive orca. 
So you'll see what I mean when I talk about them. There's like, but they die later. So they died in suspicious circumstances related to the oh, orca. Oh, bullshit. It was cover-ups. So you'll say. But <coughs> hers was like in front of the masses. A live audience. He killed her. Um, so <coughs> That's like cruise ships disappearances where they're like, yeah, they just fell overboard. Like yes. they won't even get, they will not get the FBI involved. No, they won't. Unless it's, there's witnesses or somebody's like coming like forward. We handle this ourselves. Like, yep. yes. But in order to kind of understand, we're going to go backwards a little bit and we're going to talk about Tilikum in general because this podcast is about all types of crime, including the illegal capture and mm-hmm. the torture of freaking animals. animals. Yeah. Um, so Tilikum also known as Tilly, was born in December of 1981, and he was an Icelandic killer whale, so from Iceland. He was the largest killer whale in captivity, measuring 22 and a half feet long, and as I said before, he was 12,500 pounds. His pectoral fins were seven feet long, and his fluke curled under, um, which is like that, the top fin, like in Free Willy, which happens in captivity. His six foot five tall dorsal fin, um, which completely collapsed on the left side. Mm-mm. So, just for reference, the height of the fin on his back is the height of Sean. That's how tall that fin is. Oh my god. Uh, so, yeah. <clears throat> um, so, anyway. That's terrifying. He was a massive part of the SeaWorld breeding program and went on to produce 21 offspring. Um, and then I'm just going to give you a trigger warning if you don't like animal abuse because this does heavily deal with animal abuse. So, he was captured when he was just two years old in November of 1983 in Iceland. I did not put all the gruesome details. If you watch the documentary, these men talk about, like... <laughs> They could tell that the whales were synchronized trying to save the babies. And they just were like, no, we're getting paid to capture them. So, and I think I do talk about it later in my notes. But They're it's so protective over their babies and sad and they yes. mourn the loss for a really so long time. So, all killer whales don't speak to one another. Their pods have their own communication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it can make for a lot of friction when they try to communicate with other sea life and other mm-hmm. orcas. Um so he was caught when he was two years old um, in November of 1983 in Iceland. He was still a baby. Whales at that age are often still with their mothers. And with, they stay with their pods. Like, that's how mm-hmm. it works. Um, after almost a year in a tank at an Icelandic zoo, he was transferred to sea land of the Pacific in Oak Bay, um, which is a suburb of the city of Victoria on Vancouver Island, Canada. Um, not only was the pool entirely too small... But Tilikum was placed with two older female killer whales named Haida the Second and Nootka the Fourth. Um, as a result of their matriarchal social structure, they behaved very aggressively towards him. At night, they would lock him in the pen with them, and he was in the super small holding oh, tank and no. couldn't get away from them. <clears throat> and in the morning, they would come out to release him, and he was just completely covered in blood from what's called breaking. It's where they literally take their teeth and scrape it along their body. And he was just bloodied every single night and literally being tortured as a baby by these other whales who couldn't communicate with him and were, like, super strong trying to, you know, dominate him. Um, Killer whale attacks on humans in the wild are very rare, 
with no fatal attacks ever being recorded in the wild. Humans are a plague. We're not talking about, like, accidents where, like, a whale hits a boat or, like, falls right. on somebody. But, like, them attacking a person and going someone, out of their way. Yeah, ride. trying to kill someone. Um, which is a super stark contrast to captive bred whales in which four humans have died, three of which involved tilicum. Wow. And one of which was his offspring. So, he had a score to settle. <clears throat> He's not. So the first death that I could find related to Tilikum occurred on February 20th, 1991. It was a woman named Kelty Byrne who was 21 years old and she was a marine biology student and competitive swimmer and she fell into the tank containing Tilikum and the two females. So the three whales repeatedly submerged her, dragging her around the pool. At one point, she did reach the side of the pool, um, but she was pulled back in while attempting to climb out. Other trainers threw her a ring, but the three whales kept her from it, and she ultimately drowned. So when I was talking about the deaths being related, they could have been playing with her. They're certainly smart enough to know when they're killing a thing, but it was more or less an accident. She fell in and couldn't get out and they couldn't safely get in to help her and they continued to play with her until she drowned um so Mm -hmm. you know you don't know i don't know what they were doing either way they're wild animals it's not their fault but no it's not their fault um due to the behavior of the animals and obviously how they were acting it was several hours before they could safely retrieve her body um and then soon after the incident, on January 9th, 1992, SeaWorld brought Telecom to their facility, um, and Sealand of the Pacific shut down. Oh, let's just move him. So they were like, let's just close this operation down, and we'll just send him somewhere else. Oh. Oh, that's a big MO. We'll just move the problem around. Cross state lines and whatnot. <sighs> so the second death occurred on July 6th, 1999, when 27-year-old Daniel P. Dukes was found dead and was laying over Tillicum's back in the sleeping pool that Tillicum was in. Mm-hmm. So again, they did not see him get killed. So Dukes had visited <coughs> the park the previous day, stayed after the park closed, because apparently they don't check shit, and evaded security to enter the pool naked. Mm-hmm. An autopsy found numerous wounds, contusions, and abrasions covering his body, um, and his genitals had been bitten off. I'm absolutely dead. I was just about to say that, and I was like, did I make that up? No. I was thinking in my head, nope. I don't want to know what kind of freaky shit was going on, but Telecom was not subscribed to it. he bit it off. He was like, you know what? You don't need this. Um, All of the injuries were alleged to be caused by Telecom, but again, nobody saw anything. Nobody knows. There were no cameras? What what was it, the 70s? Uh, It was the 90s. 90s. Almost 2000. Basically the the 70s. Um... Oh, (laughs) apparently I don't remember my notes either. Despite there being (laughs) numerous cameras around to monitor the well-being of the whales, (laughs) SeaWorld claimed there was no evidence of the attack. We can see the entire pool, but not what happens in the entire pool, is what they said. I'm done. Um, That's ridiculous. Autopsy concluded that the cause of death was drowning, and that there were no drugs or alcohol in his system. Do without what you will. Okay. He got off. The third death was Dawn Branchow, which oh we talked God. about. Um, it was the only death in which she was seen and confirmed to be killed by Telecom directly. How long did it take? 
So the incident before her was in 99, and then he killed her in 2010. No, how long, like, did it take before she died? Like, how long were people watching it happen? Oh, it had to have been fairly quick because it took them 45 minutes to calm him down to get her out. So I imagine, like, the actual death happened pretty quick, from what I understand. Um, I don't remember. Like, uh, I feel like it was long and drawn out. Tillicum, after the death of Dawn returned to performing with a physical trainer so they weren't getting in the pool but he had a trainer Mm -hmm. just over a year later and continued to perform on and off until his death in january on january 6 2017 at which time he mercifully died of a bacterial infection so do you remember in free willy and i talk about this later too i always get ahead of myself but how the whale had like it looked like his fins were stuck on and like welded it had like all that I don't know, like don't scar tissue. That. It was skin infection from captivity. <gasps> no. In poor conditions. We'll talk about that whale too, don't you worry. Oh, that poor little whale. Um, so another death that was stemming from a captive orca was that of Alexis Martinez, who was twenty nine years old and worked at Loro Park since two thousand four. He was killed during a Christmas show rehearsal when he was attacked by an orca named I don't know if it's Cato or Keto. I'm going to say Cato. I think it's Cato. That sounds right. The park originally listed his death as an accident and claimed the body showed no signs of violence. Just wait. Just wait. Oh, no. Just wait. Let's hear the coroner's report. Yeah. So, during the autopsy, um, Martinez was said to have had grave injuries sustained by an orca attack, including multiple Compression, uh, compression fractures, okay. tears to vital organs, and bite marks of the animal on his body. So, yeah. So he that okay. So he <laughs> killed by the whale. Interesting take on it. Correct. Um, in addition, during an occupational safety and health review commission decision and order in 2012. Cato was not responding to the operant conditioning signals given. So he had already been having some issues that were documented, and they were like, let's keep going. Let's just push this a little further, Let's see shall how we? far we can go, because now we're in a whole different country, so we can do whatever the fuck we want. So this incident took place on December 24th, 2009, exactly two months before Tillicum killed Don Branchow. Um, he, Alexa, yes, Alexis Martinez was working with Cato, who was owned by SeaWorld Parks and Entertainment, and during a training session, Cato pulled Martinez under the water and rammed him in his chest, causing him to die of massive internal bleeding. In an accident, you know. He just fell. Got it. Um, a SeaWorld employee was having none of it and described the event in an incident report. After Cato failed to perform a number of behaviors correctly, Martinez and Cato were floating on the surface of the pool. Cato came up with Martinez and appeared calm, but did appear to position himself between Martinez and the stage. So he was already irritable, already not responding to training. And while they were just kind of chilling, he like started the process of like, you're not getting out of here. Because that is so scary. They're so highly intelligent. So fucking smart. So you think you're smart? They're probably smarter. Their brain is literally bigger. The people I know. (laughs) So I watched a show a while back. You are their prey. um, Untamed, untamed, and uncut, Mm -hmm. and it was like just about various animal attacks. 
and they were synchronizing this pot of orcas trying to get the sea lion that was on a piece of ice and you could the one in the front <coughs> of the ice would poke his head up and look yep. make a signal and then the other ones would get into a perfectly straight line and swim quickly towards it to make a wave under, and it would flip it up and the other whale would catch it Done. so I believe in my whole heart that when this whale was positioning himself between this guy and the escape, I think he knew what he was mm-hmm. doing. Oh, absolutely. He was like, no, this is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Martinez waited for calmness from Cato and asked for a stage call, which is an underwater tone, um, which I, so from scary. my research, I think it's supposed to call Cato <clears throat> back to like the stage. Yeah, that's so scary. So this guy did everything he could. He understood he was agitated he tried to wait for him to calm down but it was too late um Cato responded and was received by a um received at stage by Brian who instructed Martinez to swim out towards this thing called a slide over um which from again my research you ever been to the aquarium mm-hmm. and they have like the main pool where they perform and then you see that little kind yes. of walkway yeah, that should the, be the slide over yeah, yeah, yeah. that they can like get up one um when Martinez commenced with swimming, Cato began leaning toward him. Brian attempted another hand target, but Cato left control and engaged Martinez by pushing him to the bottom with his <coughs> rostrum, which my understanding is like the space between their nose and their eyes. So he just forcibly pushed him down. As soon as he saw him getting away, he was like way more entertained by that. And he was like, no, I don't care about this fucking target. Um, oh, my God. Brian noticed the situation was intense and decided to initiate a hand slap. Cato did not respond. Brian tapped the bucket. Who's got the fish? Then he tapped the fish bucket, then hand slapped again. It appeared that Cato responded and came to the surface for a breath, at which time the alarm was sounded. But immediately after taking the breath, Cato returned to Martinez and then resurfaced near the stage with Martinez on the tip of his nose with his mouth closed. And then, it was really weird the way it was worded. Mm -hmm. I couldn't understand if he was over his nose or in his mouth. Because Mm -hmm. then it said he released him, Mm. but I guess he could have just dropped him. Yeah. And then he sank to the bottom of the pool. So from the first attack, he had already passed, it seems. Um, Eventually, they were able to get Cato into a different pool and retrieve the body. But that's not really comforting to the family. That's really horrible. Um, during the local investigation into the death of Martinez, it came to light that the park had also mischaracterized to the public a 2007 incident with Tekoa, um, the other male, oh, the other male and son of Tilikum. Hmm. So, Cato wasn't Tilikum's son, my apologies. The other whale was. And they claimed it was also an accident rather than an attack. So, who knows how many other countless incidents occurred that we don't know about which was the point of blackfish they were like well some that didn't even get to the point where someone was too badly injured but probably mentally traumatized (laughs) yeah and there were a couple because i didn't want to like fully just take everything from that documentary as well Mm -hmm. there are a couple more minor things or things where people didn't pass away that i didn't kind of touch on Mm -hmm. just because it would have been a seven hour episode but um watch documentary although several people lost their lives due to the killer whales to me, the real murderer here is the improper treatment of the whales in captivity and how the mistreatment led to unnecessary death that could have been avoided. <clears throat> SeaWorld is the real murderer. Yes. These trainers were only doing what they were taught and what they thought was okay. 
The animals are yeah. extremely They wouldn't have gone in those tanks with those animals if they told them that that could happen. And I think some of them, like, knew to a degree, but... Obviously, like, like behavior, not, like, animal behavior. How to get someone out of there. Um, yeah. It's like, who wouldn't go and watch these animals? They'd have to be strapped to, a, like, a thing on the ceiling that you could levy. And, like, grab somebody But out. then you would always be have a rope attached to you, so. I mean, but there was another man who a whale tried to drown, and thankfully he was an extremely experienced deep diver. And you could see that the difference between why he, I assume he lived and others didn't, this was in Oh, fish. wait. The, the boat Oh, guy, yes. Yeah, yeah, because he was holding his breath. He could hold he his breath the entire so time he was underneath. Calm. So calm. He did not flail one nope. time. He would. You he literally see, just floated there. Yep, you can see when the whale would bring him up, he would take a huge breath, mm-hmm. not say a word, mm-hmm. he would hand gesture, mm-hmm. and he would just go back down. And he waited for a split second for that whale to let him go, and he flung over that part mm-hmm. and saved himself, but yep. it was fucking horrifying. Terrifying. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, these trainers, this was exciting. This was a huge opportunity for them. I mean, I go to work every day and want to fucking kill everyone. <laughs> and they're, you know, they get to go to work with wonderful animals <coughs> and train them. Yeah. Um, the last little tidbit I have is about the movie Free Willy, which starred the real-life captive orca who was named Keiko or Keiko? Kiko? Kiko's Keiko. Good. Kiko? who was the second oldest orca in captivity. So the movie brought much-needed attention to the improper living conditions of Keiko. Um, His tank was too small with too warm, chlorinated, artificial salt water. Um, As a result, he suffered from a weakened immune system and a skin condition around his pectoral fins, which is clearly seen in the movie if you watch it. It's so sad. There was a monumental effort to release him into the wild, um, eventually, the pressure of everyone was just too much, and a custom tank was built in the Oregon Coast Aquarium, and in 1996, he was flown from Mexico to Oregon. He recovered well from that skin infection and was finally moved to a sea pen in 1998, so where he mm-hmm. just was in the ocean but like had a pen around him. In July of 2002, he was finally finally released into the wild after spending 22 years in captivity. How's he going to know how to survive? He did not. So he did not fully okay. adapt to the wild and passed away Obviously. in December 2003 um, in Norway at the how age do you of expect, 27. You know, at that point, you just can't. You've ruined their life. Well, that's the thing is, you know, he didn't have a pod. He didn't have any resources. And that's what I'm saying. He didn't know how to. He doesn't know I mean, his predators, his prey. His At least he was free and he yeah. did have that. But and, and I get it. Like the, but the problem is, if you never know freedom, like. They should have left him in the sea pen, in my opinion, but whatever. Um, But again, I encourage everybody to watch Blackfish. I know it can, some of these documentaries can be a little one-sided, and I get that, but it was just so good and so much information. It did did make me, like, a little sick, but I just felt, like, very moved by it. I was like, you know what, one of these days, I'm going to, I'm going to tell people about this. I couldn't wait to tell everyone about it. It's a good documentary. Um... So that's it. I mean, good as in, let's Google it. SeaWorld is definitely still open, right? Yes, but they're, it's like they, I want to say like their breeding program is shut down. So whenever we're in captivity, they're continuing. But like once they're gone, that's that. How generous of them. I think that's What a generous. Let's investigate. Offer they've made. SeaWorld. Yeah, oh, here they are. Is committed to animal care, rescue, rehabilitation, and return. Fucking lies. 
Um, okay. Let's investigate. Wow. They really rebranded. Yeah, I fucking guess so. I'm surprised. I wonder who they paid for this rebrand. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they probably have so much fucking money. Oh, yeah. They threw a thank you to the armed services on there. Front page. They're really they're ringing trying, all the bells. They they're can. trying to bring in the <laughs> military families. I God just, damn it! Listen. Water parks. Do they still have animals? They do still have animals. Oh, I do know that, God. and they do still have shows. God damn it! I mean, here's the 2021. thing. Twenty twenty one. If you want to see, sorry, I have boob sweat. I'm just like tucking my That's shirt funny. up under it to catch it. That's um, if you want to see whales. Go on a to whale Maine. watching excursion. It is so beautiful Maine to see them in the wild. We went to oh. Boston and did it. Yeah. I mean, this is not within the realm of reason for most people, but I went to this place in South Africa. It's called Hermanus, and you can literally see whales from the coast. I would die. It would I be know. so beautiful. That's amazing. But here's the thing. If you want it, you manifest it. You bust your ass for it. I could do it if I didn't do any other trips for the next 15 years and just oh, saved up for my retirement. It's glorious. But I would do it. When Groupon, once upon a time, had vacations, um, they had South Africa ones for. Pretty they had Cape Town, and we drove to Hermanus from Cape Town, so you can do a rental car. One day, when the world returns to normal, and all the animals are back to hiding because they hate us, you'll have to pay for those things to see them. <sighs> yes, but that's it. Like, if you want to see an animal go on safari, it's very unproblematic. Yeah, just see them in their real. And I'm not. I also want to be clear. I'm not knocking zoos or establishments. They do have whale There dives, I feel. is such a thing as animals who are owned and sold illegally and privately that then get, they ha- mm-hmm. need somewhere to go. They cannot go back into the wild. That would be unfair. And a lot of zoos offer, you know, rehabilitation services. I think it's just about. Well, that's fair as long as that means that there's inevitably going to be an end. And a pri- <laughs> like a proper enclosure. So like, for example, yeah, 21 the years zoo, later, here we are. So in the wild, elephants apparently like will wander this like, um, trail like throughout the world or like mm-hmm. wherever they're located that is like ingrained in their brains they like they just hundreds know to go of there. miles a day and so it's in crazy. the dc zoo for years and years they spent all this time building this trail through the zoo for their captive elephants so they could have like this walking nice. path their orangutans have like this overhead thing so you know i'm not knocking the man you know it, it does have to exist and there has to be like a safe space for these animals that can't go back into the wild but then you have a the only reason Carol there's animals Baskin. that can't go back into wild is because people fucking took them. yes because we can't stop know. you know i we rescued parrots for a time and i love birds but you know all of my birds weren't flighted because my location it's not safe for that that's the most miserable life like if mm-hmm. you're not just research just research your pets research your animals if you're not dedicated to the care they need i'm coming for all you people who declaw your fucking cats too yeah that's fucked let up. me tell you something unless your grandma's on coumadin and she bleeds if she sneezes <laughs> there's no fucking reason and get rid people of the are cat. like what do you do i'm like well i don't take a predator animal bring it into my home put a shirt on it and expect it to stop being a predator no it's i like look in your nail cute- beds nails off of the bed and then leaving it oh no it's amputation of the finger at the first digit yeah it's okay, you're not even, even taking out the claw you're amputating their finger then you rehome them because they start peeing outside of the box due to their behavior issues i hate humans and you know what i do 
I look in my cat's sweet, sweet eyes as he makes eye contact into my soul, scratches my shit, and then blows huge boogers all over my furniture. He does do that. And I tell him I love him. Mm-hmm. Just don't get an animal if you don't like what they do. Yeah, that's fair. That's my um, announcement. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. P.S. <laughs> Moving on. Until next time, in which we will discuss dreams. Yes, that is correct. Okay, bye. Um, bye. Thank you.